Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest sports columnist. You ain't got to do nothing on what You ain't writing nothing. No, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble enough. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, Thursday. Today on the radio show, Dan Devine's going to join us. Then Chris Harrington is going to join us straight up at 10 o'clock. And then, and this is just me providing a service. Hashtag for the people. For the people. I, I, I got a text last night from Jeffrey to my horror. He announced that Kevin Cerrito is on vacation. Now, he deserves a vacation. I will be clear. We did dock his pay. We did, we did dock his pay. Uh, and, uh, and listen, God bless him. Do you know, is he in town? Is he out of town? Do you know where he is? Uh, so he's doing one trip with his parents and then one with his wife's parents. I'm unclear which one it is. Interesting I'm- question as to whether that counts as a vacation. That's a fair point. I, I, and I, I, I'm, sure I, I his, I'm sure he loves his parents, but it is an interesting phenomenon. If your vacation is to or with family, in some ways it can, it can 100% be a vacation. Sure. Because, especially if they're paying. Especially A, if they're paying, B, if they're supplying child care. Yes. Right? Yes, if, they are, if they're providing support. But I went through a, a long stretch in my life, basically – 30 years, when I didn't take a vacation that wasn't, particularly because I don't live where my family is, right. 
all my vacations would be to see my family. And so you're not, it's none of this staying at a hotel, eating in nice restaurants, seeing uh, glorious new things that you've never seen. Sightseeing, yeah. It's not even hanging out on the beach. And and so my vacations, it's not just that they were with my family. It was to. It was to my family. And even the vacations I took in northern Michigan, you're balancing family dynamics. Like you're doing all that stuff as opposed to. Who gets what bedroom. Just vacationing. And I loved it, and I lo- and I love them, and I don't regret it ever. But it is interesting now that mom and dad are gone, and now that the house in Buffalo is gone. Now I'm like, now what? Oh, maybe I'll go to the Virgin Islands. Like maybe I'll see Switzerland. And, and, and that, those are kind of great. Like those are kind of great. So anyway, I hope he's having a nice time with his his uh, his family. Uh, but we didn't have a trivia. We were left bereft, trivialist, and in this time of need and uh, all the the issues besetting the city, it struck me that we need uh, writer than write trivia. And so the question was, could I step up? You came up with the idea. Could I step up and supply the trivia questions? Indeed. And not, I, I've, I've, listen, not the hero we deserve, I've the take, hero we need. I have taken on that challenge. I have taken on that challenge. Now, you're going to get many fewer quirky uh, Hollywood qu- questions about uh, uh, what's now streaming on mm-hmm. Peacock. Uh, and, and, and much more, if, if you're ever a fan of the late lamented Harvard versus Horn Lake trivia, you'll get many more of the Harvard portion of that. Uh, and so be, be advised as you call in and try to compete to be Writer than right. Uh, but our prize is going to be the, the undefeated, recently, the recently undefeated, the, the rolling, the hotter than hot Memphis showboats have a home game Saturday. and Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, 1.30. And we can give them how many pairs of tickets? So we can give you up to four, s- up to how many pairs of tickets? We can give you up to three pairs of tickets. We can to be clear. To, they're not together. Correct. You're, so you, it's perfect, sets of two. Perfect for taking the family. Correct. Right. Sets of two. And then that way, yes, so we exactly what we're talking about. Go together. You can go with your family tailgate and then sit together, somewhere else. And then sit somewhere else. Yes. So you could take one. If you if you happen to be writer than writer, play honorably. You could claim one pair of tickets. You could claim two pair of tickets. Or you could claim three pair of tickets. Correct. Any of the above. You just got to be writer than right or play honorably. So we will, against all odds, uh, play right in the right trivia. So that's the lineup. Dan Devine from yeah from uh, this Yahoo. obviously for the for those not official. This is not official. This is absolutely right. not. I was literally thinking that as I was backing out of my driveway today. Yeah, this is like the play-in game. This is not. This, this, this is, is not, not regular this will season. Not count on the on his regular season scoreboard. Utterly unofficial. Um, so there you uh, go. Um, we did have news yesterday. Tina Turner died. Sad. Yeah, eighty three is pretty good though. I mean, right? I mean, so at least we had the same thought. Like I was like, that sucks, but eighty three is a good. Eighty three living in Switzerland feels like a good run. Eighty three, she went from Nutbush to Switzerland. Yes, and uh, is I was reading the New York Times obit today, and this is uh, this is about her origins. Tina Turner was born Anna May Bullock on November 26, 1939, in Brownsville, Tennessee, northeast of Memphis, and spent her earliest years in the 
on the Poindexter Farm in Nutbush, an unincorporated area, near, area nearby where she sang in the choir of the Spring Hill Baptist Church. Uh, goes on to say, uh, goes on to say, uh, uh, never mind that. I'm, I'm now, I'm now, I've now screwed this up completely. I hope the trivia, I hope the trivia goes better than, uh, than my current, um, than my current, um, efforts to reading read this <laughs> than my current reading obits. Her father, Floyd, known by his middle name, Richard, worked as the farm's overseer. Have you ever heard of the Poindexter Farm in Nutbush? I have not. Uh, we were well-to-do farmers, Ms. Turner told Rolling Stone in 1986. The, farm, uh, the father had a difficult relationship with his wife, Zelma Bullock. Her parents left Anna and her older sister, Aileen, with relatives when they went to work at a military installation in Knoxville during World War II. Family reunited after the war, but Zelma left her husband a few years later. Anna lived with her grandmother in Brownsville. After rejoining her mother in St. Louis, so that's where she went to high school, she attended Sumner High School there. She and Aline began frequenting the Manhattan Club in East St. Louis, Illinois, to hear Ike Turner and the Kings of Rhythm, and that's how it began. Uh, But she is... uh, Pride in Nutbush. I think there's even a sign in Nutbush saying uh, that this is uh, where Tina Turner comes from. And honestly, her story is one of uh, perseverance, right? I mean, incredible talent, incredible talent, and then incredible perseverance. When she left Ike after decades of abuse, Abuse. um, she evidently had 36 cents and a Chevron card. Uh, to her name. And then she was doing things like... See, kids, gas cards was a thing once upon a time. Yeah, and then she was doing things like appearing on Hollywood squares. Like as a... As a used to be a star, now is reduced, you know, to appearing on Hollywood squares. Correct. And uh, and then, of course, came... the Haynes campaign. Came the album Private Dancer in 1984, Mm -hmm. and that relaunched her... And then since then, there's a film, uh, there's a musical. Um, she uh, obviously had an incredible career. Chris Harrington will we'll talk to him uh, more about Tina Turner, I'm certain, when he pops on at 10 o'clock. So that happened yesterday. Also, Ron DeSantis uh, did announce that he's running for president, and it did not go well. This is not Ron DeSantis' fault unless... Unless you want to say that he's the one who chose the platform. And he did, right? He chose the sure. platform. But it was interesting because this was on Twitter. Spaces. Spaces is the live Twitter stream. And it absolutely crashed multiple times. Crashed and crashed and crashed again. Supposedly it was crashing even people's phones who tried to watch and or listen to it multiple times. Uh, Elon Musk said, all right, here we go. And then all of a sudden they were gone. And, Literally, here, uh, we here we go. They were gone. But it reminded me, was it, what was the recent sporting event that also had all kinds of, was it on it, streaming? On, so it was on YouTube TV. It was the NBA, I think it was Lakers Warriors, if I, if I recall yeah. correctly. And it's this whole, like, we are moving into these other platforms, right? Oh, I'm, but they're I'm not, or, they're not all, they're not old reliable yet. Well, I mean, we have Sunday Ticket moving to YouTube TV, and I always love when people do the, well, you know, this is really the first time they've had an issue. Wait until they get 
if you're crashing because you get like 9 million people trying to watch the Lakers game, wait till you get Sunday NFL ticket when you get NFL fans. Right. Is it going to be? Well, and then you have like teams suggesting they might just go all direct streaming. The the Suns tried to do that. Put, well, put the kibosh on that. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, been kibosh. And for the record, like, I'm moment. rooting for that. I'm not rooting for the NFL because I know at what the NFL does is they they try to sell what is best for them is best for you, and that's not the case. So, but with Phoenix and the Suns trying to sell directly and provide that games. would be best for us if the Grizzlies literally Correct. just said the Grizzlies channel on Correct. wherever. Where would like hypothetically, how would they do that if they? So the idea would be they're going to partner locally with one of the TV stations to have the game broadcasted live, and then they would stream it either through their website, maybe their, you know. But it would still be live on TV? Correct, locally. That was the Phoenix's idea. But that, so then uh, then stream it for everyone around the Correct. world, the country and the world to see it. Correct. And they would just stream it on what? Where either would, maybe suns.com, or I, I, I don't know if that, I don't know if those specifics had been worked out, but they were going to stream it either through you know, suns.com or their own, maybe release their own app. Like they were going to do, they were going to do Do we that. spend more? Everyone's like, ah, you can save a lot by, uh, by cutting the cord, right? By cutting the cable cord. Uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm a cord cutter. Yeah, That's sure. how I'm a cord cutter and I'm going to cut the cord and save big money. Then you have seven different streaming services yep. of whatever else. Are we now And your internet more? becomes more expensive if you don't bundle. Are we spending more on this stuff than we were? Oh, I think that's where this was always headed. Eventually, you well, were... and in some ways, it's in some ways it's fair. Yeah, if you want it, you pay for it. Yes, and I, so and as opposed is... to previously, whether you watched ESPN or not, yep, you were paying, you were for paying it. twenty bucks or something in your cable bill for ESPN, or was it ten bucks? Whatever it was, it was, it was, it was like nine, nine real yes. money. Um, it was. Far and away the most expensive Far and channel. away the most expensive. And you could hate sports, Correct. but you couldn't get the first bundle available to you right. had ESPN in it, and it was the biggest ticket. And you're like, so you're subsidizing all these crazy-ass sports fans. Now, if you want to watch the Grizzlies at some point, you'll be, be able to watch the Grizzlies, but it'll cost you 50 bucks a month, 30 bucks a month. Well, and it's even unclear to me what that's – yes, they are going to provide you a way to watch them. But remember, I mean, now it looks like Bally's is going away. Where Diamond Sports is eventually like they're not even paying, they're not even paying their debts that they've been outstanding. Like that, they're toast. And so, then the question is: the Grizzlies are in that package of teams that have the deal with Diamond Sports, and it's unclear what's going to happen. Does the NBA end up buying it, and then maybe packaging all the NBA teams that were with Diamond Sports and providing that? Does ESPN Plus? Pick it up, like I, I don't know. It's unclear to me if you are, if you're someone that doesn't have. It, it's unclear to me really where they're going to be in the future. We obviously know the games will be broadcasted, but I don't know where. And to be clear, I don't think at all that the technical difficulties that uh, that we had that were involved in the launch of Ron DeSantis' presidential campaign yesterday, this will not have any impact on the ultimate uh, on the ultimate results of his campaign. It'll be fascinating to see. Fascinating to see, as he runs against Donald Trump, how he runs against Donald Trump. Do you take on Donald Trump? Do you just try to ignore Donald Trump? 
And then can you beat Donald Trump without having Donald Trump destroy your chances of winning the general? Even if you were to win. In other words, right. is it's Donald a, Trump... Donald beating Trump, Trump is, in the primary is such an exhaustive and... Not even just exhausted, that Donald Trump will take all his people and go home and say, Ron DeSantis to steal us or whatever. Uh, you know, Ron to steal us. He didn't really beat me in the primary. He's a slime ball, blah, blah, blah. And so enrage the Trump base, which is considerable still, that they will hate Ron DeSantis. I've been trying to think what he's going to go with. I don't think he's going to go with Destilus because I've noticed some of the no, things. Not be Destilus, but I would... think some of the things he's been hammering him on. I mean, uh, he's, it's it's still so, sanctimonious, right? Isn't that what his nickname is? Well, he's like he's saying Desantis is like uber elite. Um, and everyone that's there is is all the elite. So he's been he's been hammering that. He's also been hammering him on the number of people that died in Florida during COVID. Interesting thing about Florida is um, Trump was there. How many presidents? How many presidents have have uh, been Florida politicians? I'm assuming because you're asking, and I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. The answer is probably zero. Answer zero. Florida has never had, and that's interesting because Ohio, which is another big swing state, has had a, a ton. Or even like if you look at Florida, became a state, yeah, before Texas became a state, and before California became a state. Yep, Texas has had three presidents, and California has had two presidents, and Florida has not had a president. I think it's just fluky. There was a piece I was reading the other day that suggested it was. Americans don't have any respect for Florida. Like, it's Florida man. You know, like, Florida man does blank, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, Florida man uh, eats his whatever, you know, whatever. Like, Crazy-ass stories about Floridians doing crazy things. We don't, we may love Florida beaches. We may love Disney. But as a country, we roll our eyes at the things that go on in Florida. I think that's true relative to, if you're just talking about images of Florida versus images of Texas, which is, Big hats, big money, big hair, big guns, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever. But there's a certain pioneer spirit that yeah. we admire about Texas. And then California, although recently it's all those weirdos and, you know, homeless people and whatever is the slur that people use to tar California. I think people generally, maybe until recently, have had thought of it as this golden place. Yeah, there's, right? it was the, the go west. Freaking Hollywood, go west, but, whatever yeah. else. And Florida has labored under a this other reputation as being the place where crazy people, retirees and crazy people. Yeah, I think the problem, though, that Florida has always had is if you, you have to have been there to understand it. And you've lived there, and I've been going there my whole life. Florida's like three states well, in one. I was going to say, literally, it's whatever people say about Tennessee yeah. is 100% true about Florida. 100%. Like the like, panhandle, the only thing that separates the panhandle from panhandle Alabama. Panhandle and Miami are nothing like correct. each other. And the panhandle, the only thing is like separates it from Alabama is just an imaginary line on a map. Right. Like it's this, culturally, it's the even same. Even the beaches. Even yes. the beautiful beaches, the culture around the beaches are totally different. Yes. And Orlando has very little to do with Miami. Yes. Like Orlando has Orlando nothing has to do with Miami. Orlando has very little to do with Tampa, and it's what, 90 minutes away? No, you're right. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a. And then Jacksonville, it's three like different Jacksonville states couldn't within a be state. more different than. Jacksonville is largely like a military town. Do you want to get to the jazz stuff in a minute, just to put a bow on that from yesterday? Uh, but before that, when I was driving in, they were talking about never, it never had occurred to me whether a cookout and a barbecue are different things. I, I, if someone said, "Come to my house for a cookout," "Come to my house for a barbecue," 
I'd expect the same. They've persuaded. You pri- prior to moving to Memphis? Even even yesterday. If you told me, hey, we're having a cookout. Hey, we're having a barbecue. I didn't realize I had not done this rant to you. What's the rant? Like, a barbecue and a cookout. Like, that. this is... Barbecue. This was the whole topic of the morning show before ours. Well, it was, you know, it's Memorial Day. Was the was the yeah, it's, difference it's, between a cookout and a barbecue? Yeah. Maybe this is your rant. What is it? Like barbecue is not a noun. Barbecue is a verb. Oh, that's trying. And but if you tell me we're having a barbecue, uh-huh. I better show up and see something smoked. Well, that's if I show that, up and I, I see have, hot dogs and hamburgers, I, I have go been berserk. persuaded. It was a cookout. I have been persuaded. Or you were grilling. I think in. In common parlance, even in Memphis, if I invite you to, hey, we're having a backyard barbecue or hey, we're having a backyard cookout, you just think you're coming over and you're getting something to eat. I, at, but I have been persuaded that because the word barbecue means indirect heat smoked meat, that therefore, if you're inviting me to a barbecue, technically there should be some indirect heat smoked meat, not just hamburgers and hot dogs, whereas a cookout could have hamburgers. They've persuaded me of this, is what I'm actually saying. I did not realize they were doing such important work this morning. <laughs> they were doing very important work this morning. But I would ask you, so would, if someone says, hey, we're having a cookout, come on out, you'll expect different things than, hey, we're having a backyard barbecue, come on out? Correct. Okay. Or it's now gotten to the point, though, where I've been burned so much. You when ask. Someone says, we're having a barbecue, and I say, what are we having? And then if they say, oh, burgers and dogs, all of this I, will immediately, think, I will immediately correct them. That's all a cookout. Of the, I started thinking about barbecues and about cookouts, and then I started thinking about Memorial Day. We have off, by the way. I don't know, I'm sure to spill the beans on that, but we have off. I think Memorial Day, sneaky great holiday. Oh, yeah, because the best holidays are the ones that are not overdone. Like, so rank, I'm going to put, Christmas and Thanksgiving in a class of their own. Okay. Are you willing to go with me I'm, there? I'm with you on that. And I know you have a preference of those two, but, yeah, they, but they're no, just I, a different— 100%. They are the power two. They're the, they're the Alabama, Georgia and Ohio State or Alabama yeah. of holidays. Like, they just are. They go over here. Anything else you contemplate putting with them? What are we doing on the 4th of July? Well, so this is my—so I'm not putting them with those. I'm not, I'm not putting 4th of July with those two. No, not a, not a chance. I actually would ask you this though. Then, then you get into like the so the Labor Day, and the Fourth of July, and the Memorial Day, and the President's Day, and you could say New Year's too if you wanted to, right? It's, it's I'm not, some I'm others not in chick. there. What? I'm not a chick. So Labor Day, Labor Day, um, whatever you could. I'm just throwing out options here. Of all of those, what are we doing with Easter? Problem with Easter is Easter's on Easter's Sunday. Sunday. It's not yeah. really the same. Yeah, and I went to a Christian college that didn't get Good Friday off. It's not the same. Like it's. I think you can make an argument that of all of those, the next best, maybe, may, I think it's sneakily better than Fourth of July because it's earlier. It's the first. It's the start of summer. It's, it's, whoa, you look up and it's school's out and it's Memorial Day and you... And it's the start of something, whereas July 4th is great. It's a little overdone, honestly, I think. The fireworks scare the hell out of the dogs. Memorial Day is July 4th without the fireworks scaring the dogs. So the problem, though, that I have is— And trying to figure out if the fireworks are bullets. I'm very stupid, and so I love fireworks. (laughs) 
like you setting them off or just no, observing them. I just like wow. Like I, I'm I'm just so dumb that it's like lights, colors. How do they do that? How do they package all of this and and make it turn into a dragon? I have no idea, but I love it. I love fireworks. Even though you think it's, it's you even think July Fourth is demonstrably superior to Memorial Day. I demonstrably really demonstrably stretch because you are you do touch on the best part about Memorial Day is a where it falls on the calendar. It's fantastic because it's the beginning. It's, it's the hope. beginning. It's hope. hope. It's hope. summer. It's like summer. the whole summer stretches in front of you. And, and by the way, it's not as flipping hot yet either. And the bugs aren't out. Like it's really well. I don't know. If, I don't, not okay. They're not as thick. Okay, because I, it's Skeeter season. Really? Oh god! I have not had my first Skeeter. Oh god! I, they're in the house now. It's what? The worst. Oh, must awful. live in a rich part of town where they hit early. No, um, you have way more trees in your. In I your have no Skeeters. I've not. I've oh, noticed not noticed terrible. a single Skeeter. I I'm just here to 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 stamp for Memorial Day. It's also I the, think it's, it's traditionally the opening of pool season. I've never been a, a much of a pool guy. But I understand that that's exciting for a lot of people, and I'm just excited when other people are excited. So enjoy that. I think it's great. I honestly think it's better than and 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 then the others. And honestly, it it destroys President's Day. It destroys Labor Day is is a farce now. Labor Day is not even real. Labor Day used to mean something when school started after Labor Day. It was like the last. But now, yeah, now, but now Labor Day is now, a break. No, now Labor Day is the opening of college football season. That's fine. It's its own holiday though. Yeah, college football season. College football season yes. is its own holiday. Week one. So we got uh, lines. All right. Uh those are the things I wanted to get off my chest. Uh on Ja. It was after and I'm to be clear, I have jaw weariness. Mm-hmm. The whole topic. Even as even as I have, and not, not to say that you don't jaw compassion, I also have jaw weariness. The entire topic. It was after our show that the news broke that they did a wellness check? Correct. It was not during our show. After, yes. That they did a wellness check. Um, and that, obviously... I want to say it was sometime... We got the news sometime around noon. Like, it was lunchtime-ish. It's funny. I got... Various people uh, thought... Asked if that was a crazy overreaction uh, by the sheriff's department to do a wellness check. But... Um, a good friend who was a therapist said to me that had a client tweeted that and she had seen it on social media or texted that, whatever to her, whatever, though that sequence, that, that literal sequence of communications that Ja had tweeted out early yesterday morning or whenever it was, that she would have ordered or asked for a wellness check. And um, so... I don't. I don't have any. I am not a professional in uh, crisis uh, analysis or whatever else. That is not my area of expertise. But I'm not going to second guess the sheriff's department as to whether they should or shouldn't have done a wellness check. It certainly made it, even if it wasn't already like what he posts on social media is one kind of news, but then official wellness check makes it a different kind of news. Yeah. Right? You'd, I mean, there was no, like, even as a journalistic enterprise over at the Daily Memphian, 
we didn't post a story about Joss said these things on social media yesterday. Uh, but then when Sheriff's Department does a wellness check, then we put a story up there. How did TMZ even know, do you think, to explore whether they had done a wellness check? Because uh, TMZ broke that story. I mean, I, su- I suspect. They just, like, woke up one morning and say, huh, I wonder if, well, yesterday morning someone from TMZ said, I wonder if they did a wellness check and they I called mean, over I, the sheriff's department? I think it was a decent. Or someone tipped them? Or, I think it was a decent. There was a amount of speculation. I think, it was a, I think you reached the conclusion of, is this something? And so I assume that they just had somebody go and ask. The sheriffs. Yeah. Uh, what did you two conclude? And did you have the? Were you and Mark similarly aligned? I was writing a column at the time, so I wasn't able to listen. Uh, and again, I wasn't going to write a column until the wellness check. Then I, that, at that point, I wrote a column. Were you similarly aligned in your analysis of? Yeah, I mean, to me, situation? That, it was just confirmation bias. Confirmation bias of. The when you find out it's a wellness check and he's like, no, I was just getting off social media. Like to me, oh, like I that see, just right. that went to what my. Do you origin- believe he was just? Let, let's go back to that. Do you believe that whatever was? I think your analysis, our level of of way we think about your analysis, is slightly different. I think, but your analysis that he was in his feelings that he was maybe drunk that he was whatever else and he posted that. That's not like I'm getting off social media. That's like a different thing, right? You don't you don't actually think he was saying. Love you, Ma, love you, but whatever it was. I'm just signing off social media. He told them, oh, I was just signing off social media. Do you believe he was just signing off social media? I believe that he was trying to get attention. That's fine. But So you don't believe he was just signing off social media? But no, but I wouldn't have believed he was signing off. He could have literally done the post of I'm leaving social media. I and understand I- that, but that at least would be, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have believed that he's going to follow through. But in other words, if I right now posted Hey, I'm sick of what Twitter has become. Sure. I'm leaving social media. Yes. That is me saying I'm leaving social media. It's not in me and my feelings or me drunk or me anything else. It's me saying I'm, it's not my cry for it. It's me saying I'm leaving social media. That is what I'm doing, whether I do it or not. Right. I don't think that's what Job was doing. It's pretty clear to me. You don't say love you, ma, love you, pa, love you, baby girl, when you're leaving social media. No, you do. But I think what it was, it was intentionally vague and... I don't think enough people are acknowledging like it was clearly the type of attention-seeking move that we see with a lot of young people. That I, that I 100% agree with. That's different than leaving social media. Correct. Okay. So we, we agree with that. Uh, we agree on that, that he wasn't just like – it was not just a simple, straightforward announcement that I'm leaving social media. No, because so when that, he said that, that would have been a simple, straightforward When he message. said yes. that, well, he was being disingenuous when he told the, told the sheriff's department that. Yes. I think that's true. And where I come down on it in the end is really where I came down on yesterday. Well, is the whole thing is worrisome. It's a continuation of worrisome behavior. And, um, and whether it's worrisome attention-seeking behavior, whether the, the question is why does he feel the need to do that, to me it's a continuation of worrisome behavior. And I actually think this is the larger point that I made in the column That it should frame, and I do believe does frame, how the NBA is thinking about this. That in the end, we have been talking about, focused on, when are they going to make their decision, and how many games. 
Uh, is it going to be 10 games? Is it going to be 15 games? Is it going to be 20 games? Is it going to be 41 games? Is it going to be this week? Is it going to be next week? Is it going to be before the NBA Finals? Is it going to like that's what we've been thinking about? And while I do believe that they are thinking about those things, when can we do this from a PR perspective? When do we announce it? Whatever else. Also thinking about the union. How do we talk about it with the union? What are they willing to accept? Whatever else. All of that. If I am the league, if I'm the Grizzlies, if I'm Jaws' management team, the actual larger question, whether you have compassion for Jaw or don't have compassion for Jaw, however you slice this, is how do we get Jaw from here to where we would, he, he would be best served and the league would be best served? And so it's not simply a punish, uh, an issue of if someone does something, you know, punches a referee, there it's a simple question of what's the punishment this deserves, right? Like yep. if it's, it's more straightforward. Yeah. If it's this, it is to me, the enterprise should be not just how do we slice the punishment? Is it 10? Is it 12? Is it 15? Is it 18? Is it, but how do we move Ja from here or can we, can we do anything that will help move Ja from here, this place where we have seen him unraveling, however you want to describe it, that collection of things we've seen, the gun videos, uh, the, 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 the scene in the locker room, the, uh, the, the, the attention seeking or cries for help or whatever you want to call them on social media. How do we move him from this place? It unha- seems strikes me as unhappiness. How do we get him to be the productive, happy, healthy NBA player who has served best his interest, the Grizzlies' interest, and obviously the NBA's interest? What mix of consequences, because there does have to be consequences, otherwise he's not going to take it seriously. What mix of consequences and support is best served and is best will do the best job of moving Ja from here to there. Am I wrong to think that is part of the question here? And it's not just simply a, what does this deserve? What punishment does a gun on the video deserve? Whereby how do we best nudge, force, support, get whatever, punt him to change? Don't you think that's partly what they're thinking about and have to be thinking about? I mean, my question, I guess, on that is, is that the NBA's responsibility? Uh, I think it's in the because NBA's interest. I think it's the NBA's interest. Let's, let's play, let's play, devil, let's play devil's advocate. Uh-huh. What if Jaws putting this on social media so that everyone will start having this conversation to lighten his sentence? I'm not proposing lightning. There's no part of that that involved lightning sentence. If he would be best served by... In other words, again, consequences have to be a big part of that. If it's a year-long punishment, if, if the best, th- if the way to only way to get him to take this seriously is to make him sit out for a year, then do that. Like I actually think I could have argued for a strong. How about this as a punishment? All right, an indefinite suspension until you change, until we see a, a pattern of behavior. Again, nothing about. In other words, it's not yeah. about lightning. To me, none of this. It because I'm thinking of. It's in everybody's interest to get him well. I think some people might interpret that as, oh, Jeff, you're just being a softie. No, 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 no. I think consequences clearly have to be a significant part of this. I'm just saying that the question shouldn't be 
what should the punishment be? It should be, what should the punishment be that helps him get from here to there? Because that is our interest in the league. Forget hum, the hum, sheer humanity of it. It is our interest in the league, our interest in the Grizzlies, our interest in Nike to not have him going off like a whatever and to not and to have him as a incandescent player who helps us sell TV eyeballs. I think so it's not it's their responsibility. It's that their it's that their self-interest. Right. I, I'm with you. I guess the problem that I have is I don't know if that's a knowable solution. Uh, it's clearly not. There's, I don't think it's a scientifically knowable solution. No. So, but you do the best you can. So, if it were to be an indefinite suspension, uh-huh. I think that would have already been announced. I, I'm not saying I think it would be. I think it won't be. I think that's problematic. I think it's problematic for the Grizzlies, right? Like, I don't, I think the Grizzlies want to know. Everyone wants to know. The problem with a definite suspension, though, is you could say, oh, 10 games, then it's done. Like last time. Okay, I'll just put in my time. It's not a process. It's not like I uh, want to see progress. It's going to timeout. It's just going to time out, and then you come out of timeout, and you may or may not have changed. So, I'm not, again, I'm not – I'm just saying I think the way they think about this question, I think they're probably wrestling. How do – what, what do we do here? I mean, it's, it's a big – it's the, a little – The problem, though, is in this line of thinking, which mm-hmm. I, I'm with you. Like, I, I, I'm not saying I, I'm – Right. The end goal for everyone, whether it be the league or the Grizzlies, the end goal is – we want John Morant to be playing basketball at his best and be right, clearly healthy, 100%. mentally, physically, right. everything. We're all in agreement there. The problem is everyone is trying to come up with a rational solution to someone that does not appear to well, think it's, rationally. It's, it's possible he's not reachable. It is 100% possible he's not reachable, but you still have to do whatever you can do. They are, in the end, there will be a, they will come up with something. And so will something that they come up with, what, what else would you base it on? except for how do we get him from here to there? Unless it's just, okay, well, this punishment was for 20, whatever, so boom. Uh, I don't know. It, honestly, it's, it's one of the things Chris Harrington talked about yesterday. He said he called it, instead of thinking about it as discipline, think about it as an intervention, uh, which is partly, I, I thought that was the perfect phrase. Yeah, I mean, the same problem that. with interventions, though, is... I know, people can get up and walk out of the room. <laughs> yeah, leave, the, leave, yeah. leave rehab. You've got to want it in the end. And there's not. I mean, the, much I, evidence I also that he does. am taking Silver at his word. He thought when they he thought they did have an intervention. Uh-huh, there's no question. And I think I think probably parents of addicts or people who love addicts. And I'm not saying he's an addict, but it wouldn't surprise me. But folks who love addicts have had that exact experience. Wait, I thought you were going to change. Anyway, uh, we're late to Dan Devine. We'll talk to Dan Devine coming up next. Then Chris Harrington. Then we're going to play experimental version of Writer Than Write Trivia. We'll do all that. It is uh, the Jeff Calkett Show on a Thursday, 92.9 FM ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm just a quick with Nothing I like more than betting on the WNBA. Smart bettors know the WNBA offers easier spot lines and trends than other sports. That's why I'm excited about the Las Vegas Aces again. The Aces are the defending champs and off to a hot start. So even though they're going to get big spreads, they're going to cover them often. Like last year, betting the Aces will rarely be a sweat. Hammer the Aces against the spread and make some money. I'm Tristan Crick, helping you beat the books. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, trunk lids, license plate holders, and headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. When you need parts, get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit. When you see the check, you know that part's going to fit. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Hey, Brad. I thought you had a date tonight. Hey, Mom. She just left. Using my phone for a Wi-Fi hotspot backfired again. I keep telling you to get Xfinity. What happened? Well, everything was great until the movie started buffering. Then she started asking questions like, why are you using bedsheets for curtains? Why is this hamster cage so dirty? Where is your hamster? Oh, honey, it might be time for real Wi-Fi. Yeah. In the meantime, can I come use the Wi-Fi at your place? Sorry, baby. Date night's still on for one of us. It's time for real home internet. Get fast home internet on the Xfinity 10G network. The future starts now. New customers can get 75 megabit Xfinity internet and one line of unlimited intro for just $50 a month for 12 months. Now through June 21st. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G to learn more. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and devices. Actual speeds vary. Xfinity mobile requires Xfinity internet service. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of data usage. Data thresholds may vary. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Place a same-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any MLB game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in bonus bets up to $25. Just log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to get started. Then, opt into the same-game parlay insurance promotion to receive up to $25 back in bonus bets. If your parlay with four legs or more loses by just one leg. It's only at BetMGM, the best place to bet on baseball. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. BetMGM.com for T's and C's. 21 or older, Tennessee only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line, one 800 
889-9789. Life is fast and furious. Sometimes you need a boost. The Shotners can help with Lipo B12 injections. Increase energy, improve mood and sleep. It even helps with allergies. Or boost your immune system with our Triimmune Booster, packed with vitamin C and zinc. It gives your body a head start at fighting off illness. With three locations throughout the Mid-South, we can get you in and out quickly. The Shot Nurse is your wise choice. Protection you need with a personal touch. The Shot Nurse. Tis the season to get in a new ride from Gossett Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Fiat on the Pike. Get unparalleled power in 2023 Dodge Charger SXT, 30,535 or 419 a month. That's 5,000 off MSRP. Let freedom roam in 2023 Jeep Wrangler Sport 4x4 two-door. We gossip at 35,545 or 498 a month. It's a game changer in 2023 Ram 1500 Laramie Crew Cab 4x4, 12,000 off MSRP. You won't find a better deal anywhere else, and if we don't have it, Gossett will order it today. So drive past the rest and come to the best at Gossett on the Pike or shop online at GossettMotorCars.net. If you want it, we Gossett at Gossett Motorcars. Charger Wrangler 3500 down, 5.19 for 75 months. Charger PH504 816, MSRP 35535. Wrangler PW671899, MSRP 3845, 1500 PN619119, MSRP 67250. Includes all Turn your home into restricted airspace. Tell incoming flights you want them diverted. The new Raid Essentials Light Trap plugs into the wall and uses light to attract, then trap flying insects like fruit flies and mosquitoes. Its 24-7 continuous attraction provides insecticide-free protection that's people and pet friendly. Consider air service interrupted. New Raid Essentials Light Trap. Insecticide-free protection. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've shortened the time from harvest to home for our tasty tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. So no matter how you shop, you have more time with your fresh produce. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Enjoy summer festival savings on T-Bone Steaks. Just $7.99 a pound in the family pack with your card and digital coupon. Limit five. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello, I'm Howard Mackler, founder of Innovation Refunds. You've heard me talking about the payroll tax refund for months. I'm so proud that we've helped over 15,000 businesses claim over $5 billion in cash incentives. If you own a business, even if you've asked your CPA about this, you owe it to yourself to take another look. Every client is assigned a licensed and insured tax attorney who evaluates your company at my expense to accurately determine eligibility. Innovation Refunds has hundreds of five-star reviews on Trustpilot and Google, and your business might be entitled to receive up to $26,000 per employee. Businesses of all types can qualify, including medical, professional, construction, even nonprofits. Please don't miss out on this. Even your doctor would tell you to get an expert second opinion, and we do a lot of work for doctors. Download the Innovation Refunds app now or go to GetRefunds.com to potentially get a payroll tax refund of $26,000 per employee. GetRefunds.com. GetRefunds.com. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show. Live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. 
Dan Devine covers the NBA over at Yahoo. Does a splendid job. He's got a piece up on Bam out of bio that I have tweeted out. Urge you to read it. Also, uh, spectacular podcast. New podcast called No Cap Room. Listen to Dan there if you don't get enough of him on Thursdays on this show and on Twitter at your man divine joins me now up there in the north uh dan do you think there's a difference between a cookout and a barbecue hmm i've you know no one's ever asked me that question before yeah, I guess, well. but I, I think it's i think yes because I, honestly it might just be a cultural thing i think again primarily because i think about cookout in terms of either the fast food place or when 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 uh, like black people say a white person is invited to the cookout and barbecue, I think, cut it kind of cuts across racial and ethnic lines. So I, think, I guess maybe I do consider them to be different things. Jeffrey expects, because barbecue, the verb actually is the slow cooking of meat, uh, indirect heat, all of that, smoking. Okay. He expects at a barbecue, and he's very passionate about this, he expects <laughs> something other than hamburgers and hot dogs at a barbecue. At a cookout, mm. you're allowed to serve hamburgers or hot dogs. This is an important topic as we head into Memorial Day, and we try to not talk about Ja Morant. It was my contention, in reference to yesterday's welfare check, that it sort of helped me rethink about what the league might be doing here or should be thinking about here. And it's not just what exact punishment does it does, do you deserve? Uh, 10 games, 15 games, 12 games, 17 games, uh, 25 games... For this particular offense, but how best to move Ja from where he is right now to where everyone wants him to be, including presumably the people who love him most, which is a happy, healthy, productive, incandescent player. And maybe, and Jeffrey sort of asked that responsibility, is that the league's responsibility to think about how best to move, you know, help Ja as opposed to, eh, what's the discipline here? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess my thought on it is the league's job is I suppose to provide guardrails, and I guess that's in the in the form of the you know the punishment or the right. you know, the the restrictions there, and then it's the organization and his team, like, you know, his in personal team, uh, his, you know, his family, his representatives, right. the people that are, that are close to him. It's that kind of their job to keep him within those guardrails, moving in a positive direction, because that's like the, the immediate. The more immediate uh, stakeholders, I suppose, are less in the league office and more right. the people that are, that are interacting with Ja every day and that are trying, you know, whether they're personally, you know, like you know, financially invested or personally invested or emotionally invested or whatever the case, um, you know, or just want to see good things for him. Like, that's, that's who you kind of need helping push things in the right direction here. And, yeah, the hope is, I mean, I, I, if nothing else, I think what happened yesterday kind of put it in stark relief for me where it's like we're – I understand why we reached a point where it's like this is this is somebody will go to the house to make sure everything's okay, and I think the fact that the answer was no, it's fine. He's just not going to be on Instagram for a while. Is like okay, so now maybe everybody turns the volume down. Maybe we maybe this is just uh, you know the what what needs to happen maybe right. needs to happen far away from other people's eyes, and hopefully the next few months are, are that happening without constant updates. I, I think I think everyone would agree. Far from every, far, yes, that would be great. Um, and, of course, it begins with he has to turn the volume down on himself because yes, the whole thing yesterday was started by, yeah, you know, um, you know, so. And then the problem is, is that you get the, you can sort of wonder what to do with odd social media posts 
But then once there's an official wellness check, then it's like, oh, what are we going to do now? Like, you know, like, like it, it, the whole thing is, uh, I don't know. I, it is, it is unlike anything I've certainly covered before. Moving right along, uh, the Lakers, their season is over. Um, how should you think, how, how, how do you think, I mean, first of all, did you for a, do you for a minute think LeBron might retire? I, I mean, I, I, I took it seriously, if only because uh, the context around it is like earlier that day, the guy who LeBron has been side by side with for his entire basketball life retired. And like, Carmelo Anthony made the official announcement right. that morning. And then that night, LeBron goes out and plays what, 47 minutes and 56 seconds of his best game of the postseason. And it wasn't enough to even put a scratch on the Nuggets. And that kind of thing in that kind of context after you've been playing for two months on a torn tendon in your foot, might make you think, well, or for more than two months on that, might make you think, is this even worth it anymore? Like, in that moment, 100%. I can, you can understand somebody feeling, like, wrung out like a rag, sort of saying, I don't know, maybe it's time to rest. Whether I believe, I believe in that moment it was worth taking seriously, more so than I believed it was a calculated ploy to divert attention away from the Nuggets or to put the feet to the fire for Rob Polinka to go out and do whatever he needs to do to get Kyrie in the building or whatever else. I, I, I kind of think the idea that, that in that moment LeBron was playing four-dimensional chess didn't seem as likely to me as a guy who was exhausted and maybe emotional, having an emotional and exhausted response. Um, I don't think in two months we're going to wind up saying, we'll, we'll, what we'll wind up having is LeBron announcing that he's not coming back in October. I think that's unlikely, um, if only because almost immediately afterward, you know, there's the, the Dave McMenamin story that comes out afterwards where he goes and he sort of sidles with them and says, hey, so what am I supposed to take away from that? The ending, the kicker in that story is LeBron saying, I'm better than 90% of the guys out there, maybe 95. <laughs> so maybe like, like about, about 45 minutes after all of this, LeBron was like, oh yeah, right, I'm an all-NBA player who can do things that all, hardly anybody else alive can do. And I imagine that, you know, after a few nights of sleep, maybe he feels a little bit more strongly that, yeah, you, you get the foot taken care of, you see where you are from there. Uh, but yeah, I think in, in the moment I was like, I don't know, maybe it, maybe there is something to it. But I, I think the the immediate response was much more born out of like, as hard as it might be to believe, actual human feelings than it was <laughs> out of uh, uh, calculated ploys. It could be sincere in the moment, but also be uh, not sort of predictive of what's going to happen. Yeah. I think is exactly right. Uh, on the Carmelo thing, um, I I presume like you're right there in New York. You watched him play. How is he regarded in New York? And how is he regarded, do you think, league-wide? What's the legacy? Yeah, it's interesting because, so I think the, 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 it's one of the ways in which the Knicks fandom not being a monolith is kind of most interesting because there have not been many more Hooper Hoopers that have played for the Knicks. Like, if you are a pure Hooper, you know, like, I, I, I you know, worship at the altar of the jab step and the pull-up and, you know, the, the guy who can create his own shot. There's, there haven't been many players in the history of the Knicks franchise who've done that more effectively or more loudly than Carmelo Anthony. And there's, so there's the, the sense of, like, he was a beloved figure from the second he tore off his warm-ups in his first game at Madison Square Garden and was going to be no matter what. The zoom-out perspective is like, well, the, him getting here, he could have waited six months and get, come in free agency and cost the Knicks just money instead of having to come right at the, at the trade deadline and costing them half of that rotation that they'd built up and basically leaving the Knicks with scraps to build around for the next few years, making it much harder to compete. And it's like, well, yeah, he did that because he wanted the bigger contract that he could only get because the Nuggets had his bird rights. And so they, they, but and but this, this is like the, there's a whole 
zoom out level of where did Carmelo exist in the like history and evolution of the league? The thing that Carmelo was best at was something that over the course of his career became less valuable as the analytics movement took hold and said, instead of operating in the mid-range, we want layups and threes and, and uh, free throws. And he was like, yeah, but watch me cook over here from 17 feet. And he could do that about as well as anybody of his generation. It just eventually that became less important. And we, you know, the, the, the struggles that he had defensively became more important. And the unwillingness to size up a position and play the four became more important but none of that means like he couldn't score 28,000 points right none of that means none of that means he wasn't the guy who led the Knicks to their best season in uh 25 years right like that one year that 20 uh, 2012 2013 season where they won 54 games had the number three offense in the league were kind of at the forefront of the bombs away three-point shooting like that wound up becoming everywhere they all of that happened. And so it leaves kind of a, I mean, the ending is a bitter taste because there's the Phil Jackson era and there's the fight with over what, uh, you know, who was going to control the franchise. And then he outlasts Phil, but then he leaves three months later to go to Oklahoma city and it got messy by the end. But, there haven't been many better players in a Knicks uniform in the last 15, 20 years than Carmelo Anthony, and he brought them further than they've gotten pretty much since the, you know, Jeff Van Gundy left town. It's just that they haven't gotten very far, period. So it's, it's a weird, it's, it's a bit of a mess, but I think the fact that you know, they showed him on the Jumbotron during the postseason here at the Garden and the place went ballistic, and I think that's the, the greeting he will receive for the rest of his time whenever he comes back to the Garden. Uh, does Kyrie, the, would the addition of Kyrie uh, help the enterprise in Los Angeles? If you could guarantee me that Kyrie would be there on starting in mid-April and be there every night and be there at, a, you know, at an elite level and basically just like subtract the minutes you were giving to D'Angelo Russell and hand them to Kyrie Irving and Kyrie Irving is healthy and engaged and like no fatigue, no injuries, whatever, Kyrie Irving – then yeah, I mean, he w- it would have been super helpful to have another, you know, high-level shot creator when you re- you go up against a team like the Nuggets. But the challenge is now it- it's basically reverting to the path that they went down with Russell Westbrook, where you're trading half a rotation, essentially sacrificing like half a rotation's worth of players for a third star. And then it's, does that third star fit, and how much does that third star play? Westbrook played and was available, but wasn't a good fit. Kyrie seems like a really good fit next to LeBron and AD, but hasn't played 65 games in, what, three, four years? And there's always, there's always something. And the somethings have been getting more and more intense for the last few years. So, I, I, I mean, to me, if I'm, if I'm Rob, I know Rob Palinka said in the exit interviews, um, you know, our intention is to continue building around our young core. Kyle Kuzma immediately re- retweeted that and said, I've heard that before, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, as yeah. one of the guys who wound up on the way out in the Westbrook deal. Um, but I think they have, they, they've now shown in two or several postseasons the way things work for them best is LeBron plus AD plus guys who can dribble, pass, and shoot around and defend around them. Size, defense, shooting around them, not, uh, you know, a third guy who's a star. Um, whether they continue to, and it seems like Palinka has, you know, is, is responsive to that lesson. Uh, whether that holds up against first contact with a summer of scrutiny will you know, remains to be seen. But if, I, if it was me, I'd say, you know, we bring back Reeves, whatever it costs, and we keep trying to figure out another, you know, more, more depth, size, and shooting rather than going all in on Kyrie. And then finally, uh, you did write about Bam Adebayo uh, over at Yahoo. And um, how did he go from being drafted as an energy guy to really one of the tent poles of this team? 
Yeah, I, I think it's it, a lot of it is just guys are able, pretty much everybody in the NBA is able to do more than they're than they're initially slotted into the role of doing right, and uh, it's about whether or not you show your coaches and you show you show the, the when given the opportunities in practice or whatever the development of like let's give you a little more and give you a little more. And Adebayo is the kind of guy where he came in as a backup, expecting to be a scre- expected to be a screen dive protect the rim big man, but every time they gave him the ball a little more, it was like oh that, he's got a little bit of touch from you know, passing. He he can actually hit that that little half hook that floater. Okay, well a little little bit more usage, a little bit, a little bit more touches each year, year over year over year. And the more they did that, the more he was able to sort of, he showed just greater facility with it. And even the, and the things that he wasn't good at, he's gotten better at mid range jumper, being aggressive, sort of taking the, the driving off the bounce and, and going right to the rim. It's, he's a frustrating player for a lot of pundits because they look at that package of skills and that size and that athleticism and say, why isn't this guy averaging like 25 and 12, right? Why isn't this guy a dominant big man in the way we have typically understood dominant big men? And the answer is because what the Heat ask him to do is different than pretty much all those other guys because he has to be everything for them on defense, like literally everything, switching one through five, being the drop defender, being a zone defender, boxing out, getting the rebounds, running the floor, initiating. Like, they ask him to do so much more besides just finishing plays that he might never be that 25-point-per-game guy. But the way he's been able to grow all of those parts of his game over the years has made him about as integral to Miami's success as anybody but Jimmy Butler. Uh, and to a large extent, when he has a good game, they win. And when he doesn't, they don't. So especially now Gabe Vincent was just ruled out for Game 5 with the ankle sprain that he suffered in Game 4, which I think puts Miami down to about, I don't know, like six and three quarters guys that Eric Spolstra trusts, um, depending on how you evaluate Duncan Robinson and Kevin Love right now. Um, you're going to need monster games from Jimmy Butler and from Ben Adebayo if they're going to want to avoid having to go back home for game six, uh, which I just found out yesterday. If they go back there, I will be there too. So really? ideally, ideally, my Memorial Day weekend does not have to include that. So I, I'm not, you know, we, we root for <sighs> outcomes here. We root for storylines. I guess technically right now, from my wife's perspective, we're rooting for the Heat tonight. Uh, but we'll find out how that goes moving forward. It is amazing how, as a sports, someone who covers sports, your interests may diverge from the average viewer's interests. Yes, that right. is 100% true. Well, Dan, I hope you have a peaceful and uh, and uh, and a non-traveling Memorial Day. So well, uh, listen, thanks whatever, very much. Yeah. Whatever, whatever it winds up being, it beats land brick. I can't argue with that, That's right? Exactly so, right. But all right, have, have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks, Take care. Thanks, Dan. Dan Devine, your man Devine on Twitter. By the way. As we were, uh, as we were pointing out, as we were talking about, um, as we were talking about holidays um, and ranking holidays, uh, the uh, we did get a tweet from someone who reminded us that Memorial Day is set aside to honor U.S. military veterans who paid the ultimate sacrifice. So there's that too. Yes. We, we were speaking. We were simply speaking of it as a. What does it do for the average American? Right. It's a cultural. Of, uh, and in cultural terms day. of what it symbolizes. Obviously, an incredibly important, uh, an incredibly important day. Chris Harrington is coming up next. He points out, by the way, retweeted this the the Drew the the Drew Hill uh, tweet that the Jaw One Hunger Jaw's shoe was released this morning. So is that a new colorway? They never. T- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 